They speak to you in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Trust, but verify. Trust in God, but lock your car. News you can trust. Do any of these sound familiar? It seems that as humans, putting our trust in something doesn't always come easy. We're skeptical by nature, always trying to use our God-given minds to reason out what is real and what is not, what is true and what is false. In our gospel reading this morning, one of the disciples, Thomas, is having possibly the most famous case of human skepticism in history. If we look at the story, it begins on the evening of Easter Day. Nearly all of the disciples are now huddled together in a house, doors locked and windows closed, because they feared that the same crowds that shouted, crucify him at Jesus, would be coming for them next. The different gospel accounts are a little different regarding exactly what happened earlier that Easter morning. If you recall, in the gospel according to St. Luke, the women who went to the tomb were met by two dazzlingly white men who told them that Jesus had been raised. In Luke's gospel, they never actually see the risen Christ at the tomb. He would not appear to the disciples until they were walking later on the road to Emmaus. However, in John's gospel, which we heard read last week and again on this morning, Jesus does appear to the women and to Mary Magdalene at the tomb on Easter morning. But if you remember, Mary doesn't know who he is and mistakes him for the gardener, which would not be a hard mistake to make if you think about it. Why would she be looking for Jesus to be walking around the tombs that morning? She had seen him die on the cross just three days earlier. Everything in her mind was telling her that Jesus was dead. But it wasn't until Jesus says her name, Mary, that she recognized him. Rabunai, she declares, teacher. Later that evening, Jesus appears in the locked room to most of the disciples. He speaks to them. He breathes on them. There is no doubt in any of their minds that Jesus had been raised from the dead. But Thomas, for whatever reason, wasn't with the rest when Jesus first appeared to them. He doesn't believe them when they tell them about what had happened, and why should he? All of his human senses and human experiences told him that once someone had died, they would be dead forever. You can't really blame Thomas for being skeptical. I think he's kind of received an unfair label as doubting Thomas over the years, when in fact, he just wanted the same experience, the same verification of the risen Christ that the rest of the disciples had already had. It would not be until a week later that Jesus would appear to them again. This time, Thomas was there. And like Mary at the tomb, when Jesus speaks to Thomas, 
do not doubt, but believe. Thomas finally recognizes him, my Lord and my God. This would be the second time that Thomas's questioning and human reasoning leads us to a revelation of a greater truth about God. The first, occurring earlier in the same gospel, when Thomas tells Jesus, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus answers him, I am the way and the truth and the life. For Mary Magdalene, Thomas, and the rest of the disciples for that matter, it's not the vision of the risen Christ that they recognize, but it is his voice, his words, and his breath. What's really interesting to think about is that the word for breath in both Hebrew, ruach, and in Greek, pneuma, is the same word for wind and for spirit. Think about that the next time you read the creation story. The wind moved over the waters. The spirit moved over the waters. The breath of God moved over the waters. It's also something to think about every time you feel the breeze on your face or every time you take a breath. We recognize Jesus Christ as the second person of the Trinity, also known as the Word of God, Word with a capital W. Just as God spoke and creation happened, the same Word of God is alive and active even today. When the disciples heard Jesus speak, they recognized God, even though their other senses told them otherwise. When John's Gospel was written nearly 60 years after Jesus had died and had risen, there were not many people alive who had actually seen or heard Jesus in person. But in the nearly 2,000 years that have followed, the Word of God, the Gospel of Christ, has continued to live and thrive in the Church, the Body of Christ, that is, in all of us, wherever you may be this morning. After his resurrection, Jesus began to teach his disciples not to look towards his earthly body, but to anticipate his departure and continue their ministry with his word on their lips and with the guidance of the Holy Spirit. My guess is that none of us have ever physically seen Jesus's resurrected body with his pierced hands and his pierced feet. But I venture to say that we have all experienced Jesus's presence through our interactions with the sacraments, through the scriptures, and with each other. My prayer is that we will all recognize the living Christ among us this Easter season, and that through our words, and through our actions, we, like Thomas, may bring others to know and hear the true word that is Jesus Christ, our Lord and our God.